With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One manager, only chance in my team like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined with three of our usual suspects. Rodney, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, bro. What are you saying? Good. I'm good, man. Nice on time, everything, ready to go. 
We love, we love to see it. We start as we mean to go on, Eli. Aim to please in that. Exactly. Love it. Uh, Elijah, how you doing, mate? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, you say you're good. You don't look good. You don't sound good, man. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I've had a better weekend, you know. Uh, this is, how you doing, man? Yeah, not bad. Are you actually live at Old Trafford as we speak? Because obviously you haven't been on the pod for quite a few weeks. Are you actually at Old Trafford as we speak, or is that just a background? Yeah, I'm at Old Trafford with the big, with the, the big four five, looking for a couple of men still. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that. Um, before we start, I just want to go around and obviously remind you guys about all our socials still there. Uh, we've got the Discord community, which we love. We had a nice, entertaining chat this past Saturday. Uh, Seven had a headache about two-thirds of the way through for some reason, but it's always enjoyable. You've got your ops, your ops on the block. Uh, obviously, this, this season, the Patreon content's going to be coming thick and fast. Obviously, I've already let you guys know about Pogba Watch, which will be starting this week. Uh, I know Rodney, at some point, is going to be starting his court of agenda. Highly, anticip- highly anticipated, to be honest. I think we've been just talking about it since uh, pre-lockdown, to be honest with you. And I know Elijah's got a, a tactical analysis of the Crystal Palace game coming up as well. And obviously, we usually got um, our YouTube for your segment. So subscribe if you, you're enjoying that. Share the pod with your friends. And other than that, let's get into business, guys. So, <laughs> Saturday's game. Um, let's let's start with the let's start with the lineup first before we we get into the nitty gritty. So uh, in goal, David de Gea uh, at right back. It was Tim Fosumensa. Centre back Lindelof and Maguire. Left back Sergio Regulon. Uh, Pogba uh, with Thiago <laughs> in central midfield. Uh, Jaden Sancho on the right wing. Bruno Fernandes in the middle behind the striker, Rashford on the left, and Tony Marshall up top. Uh, yeah, not. So, <laughs> the, the lineup actually was, yeah, I mean, what did you expect when you're starting with Tim Foster-Mentor right back, got Dan James on the right wing, you got Scott McTominay in a double pivot with Paul Pogba, uh, and you got Luke Shaw back in the mixer. Um, when you guys saw the lineup, what were your thoughts going into the game? <laughs> yeah, honestly, that right side, man. Rarely do I ever hear you guys lock. Listen, rarely do I ever hear you guys lost for words. <laughs> that right hand side of the pitch was of Mazine, bruv. <laughs> Every time the ball came out the right side of the pitch, I'm like, nothing's going to happen. At best, hope, I'm just thinking, hopefully they just go back and go around back to the left-hand side. Do you know, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, bruv? <laughs> hey, Foster Benzo kicks the ball like he's wearing, like he's wearing Tim's. <laughs> it's just like... No, no one rough, rough that man, he's not a footballer or a man, Daniel James. He is neither, man. And what Westbrook said after game six, it's okay. See, I just out there running around, man. Like, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're doing. That was one, there was one chance, yeah. That one of the future like attacking situations we created that came to him in the box, yeah. And he tried the tamest side foot 
there was like five men in front of him and he tried to, it's like, yeah, get, get this guy. Like, he can't even compute how to play football anymore, man. Like, he knows every second he's out there that his life is on the line, isn't it? He knows Oli don't rate him because Oli didn't use you last season in crunch time. And the only reason you're playing now is because, man, went to Dubai, guys have got COVID, guys are caught in sex scandals. So you're only playing, you're only playing because nobody else can. And instead of you thinking, you know what, I'm going to make a point. I'm going to prove you guys wrong. I, I can be a United player. You just prove what we already knew. You're a piece of yeah. shit, man. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair to Daniel James, yeah. I don't think it's his fault that you can only play as good as you're capable of. Yeah, definitely. And but he's better than that. Got to be. Is he? That's he's what I'm saying. That. He can't. He's better he can't, than that. No, he's he's better not. What, what, when, have he, when has he ever shown he's better than that? I mean, in the first few games, he looked a little no, bit better than that. A little bit better than that. That's scary, man. Because basically, all it was was that he was tired of life for playing for, for playing at United. It was just it was pure. Uh, and then stuff, <laughs> and it's scary. He's he's the scariest player I've seen play for play for United. But hold on, so you're telling me that adrenaline only lasted what three, four games? That's a disrespect. Whoa, that was it. That's a disrespect, Derek. Not Dez. even, not even <laughs> three, four games. I think it was three games and thirty-seven minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and it just ran out. Like, he got space jammed. Is, <laughs> oh my gosh! Is, there's nothing to him. Like he's just, bro. Like even now, if he had, if he didn't bring. I can't. He he is he's worth it. He's genuinely like any type of money you can get for him. That's a win. He he is not a football. He's not a football player. He he is just not a football player at all. The thing is, yeah, we know Daniel James isn't good, and we know he's been picked because there weren't any other options. What excuse do the other guys have? The guys who are actually supposedly meant to, you know to be what? Good yeah, I, I can't lie. I do. I do think a lack of the preseason and playing was evident. Because the reason why I say this, I'm not excusing performance, but I've never seen everybody on the pitch like misplaced passes. Like, you know, okay, sometimes you hit passes are over hit or go astray. Loads of men are having their passes cut out like this was power league. Everybody, like I saw a Marshall heavy touch, which I've never seen ever. Like a proper heavy touch. Rashford was yeah. shocking. Bruno that Martial touch was nasty. Pogba had about six passes cut out. Um, Maguire and Lindelof, God, goodness me. Fossey went for playing like he's wearing Yeezys. Daniel James was shocking. De Gea passed it to them in the first minute. The only person who didn't do a lot of... But McTominay was bad, but McTominay spent too much, so much time hiding that he didn't look as bad as the others. But even when he did get the ball, he looked bad. So I think the lack of preseason definitely showed. And you know, I don't like to make excuses of these guys. But... The performance level was so bad, and I'm at first I was blaming the players, but then the more and more I think about it, the more I'm trying to be more objective. Is when you watch good teams, so I watch um, I can't remember what team I what game I watched, but I watched a bit of like I can't remember what game was it, but don't you watch half these? Let's say it's Chelsea Liverpool, for example, yeah. And I don't think Chelsea are a fantastic team, but at least they're decently coached where they have certain patterns or whatnot, yeah. And what this means is that there's a certain level of automation to your performance. There's a certain, you're getting to certain areas, you're having maybe a certain set piece routines or you're playing out from the back or you're going along to a certain player and you're, you're focusing on being in a certain area. And you just, like for example, whatever, um, whatever the listeners are watching, listening, whenever you listen to this match and um, this podcast, next game, 
watch any team you're playing and watch when they get the ball, how many people are quite close to them. Teams often try to get overloads in certain areas. United have overloads nowhere. There's no overloads. Like every player is like 10, 15 yards from each other. So it's no, it's no, it's no um, what's it called, mistake or coincidence that it's very difficult for United to sustain a lot of pressure. As we've been saying for the last few years, all our stuff is just literally just reliant on our players being good. So, for example, our attack, didn't, we didn't really create that many chances. I don't think Rashford had a chance. Marshall didn't have a chance. Greenwood didn't have one. James had that one. Uh, I don't think Bruno, I think Bruno had a shot at the edge of the box that got blocked or something. So our attackers didn't really create chances because the ball didn't really get to them. You see what I'm saying? There's a certain level of automation, even when Liverpool are playing crap or City are playing crap or, or whoever, or Chelsea are playing crap, there's a certain level of automation. Them playing crap is that they get to the final third, they don't do anything. We can't even get to the final third. Like, it's literally, oh, Pogba, oh, he played it through the gap. Or Bruno, oh, he played it through the gap. Or there's a mistake. You see what I'm saying? So, with, like, when you have bad coaching, the margin of error shrinks dramatically. And when you're being outcoached as well, the margin of error also shrank. So we struggled to actually play. And when we lost the ball, boy, Palace could have done us for five with a bit more quality. They could the have done us for times they, had, they could have taken us on the break was, was absolutely astounding, man. Yeah. IU was on a joke thing. Zaha didn't really look to have his usual burst either. Uh, Mitchie, he's just there for a paycheck, ain't he? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it could, have, it, could have been a, it could have been a lot worse than it actually was. Um... Elijah, obviously not to give too much away because you are doing a Patreon piece in terms of the tactical analysis, but what did or didn't you see uh, from us in that shambles of a performance? Because just you, you spoke about patterns of play and everyone's saying Oli out. We've kind of on this podcast accepted that Oli's not here to be the tactics and the, as we call it, like in other sports, X and O's guy. He's here to set a tone, a culture, a direction and manage and his coaches with McKenna, Carrick, Phelan, I guess, are supposed to do the coaching side of it. So who's failing us here now? Because if we're saying oh, that's not Ollie's job necessarily, are we then having to turn the spotlight on his coaches and actually ask, what are they coaching? Um, I guess so. Personally, I think that even, even so, I feel like at the end of the day, Oli has an objective of how he wants to play and he will set out how they want and the coaches will try and implement that <clears throat> in terms of their coaching sessions and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, this has been he's this is gonna be what he's gonna be here like a year and nine months now. And there's no discernible pattern of play that I've seen from him at all. We're very predictable. We play, there's no depth to our positioning whenever we have the ball. We don't stretch teams. It's just very side to side. And we're just very easy to play against and easy to play through. And that's a big problem where even our midfield is just like a sieve where (laughs) we have Bruno who thinks he can press everything. Then there's McTominay who positionally is shocking for a DM. Then even Pogba where he's going going around trying to hunt for the ball and we, we saw in like the first two minutes of the game where he gave away like three fouls because the amount of space that our midfield has to cover is ridiculous because they're not helped by the wingers the full backs are tucking in so much and the back line drops so deep because they're scared of being played over the top even though eventually we have to play a higher line because we're trying to get back in the game and we just got picked off just so easily and 
it was just a really pathetic performance. Like, there was not much to say about it. Like, every single player to a man was poor. Um, th- I think only, even, like, our best chances, they probably came from Fossey Menster, to be honest. Like, he crossed the ball twice, and that was probably our best chance. There was one for Greenwood and then the goal. And then even uh, then, there was one where... That was a good, that was a really good chance, man. He yeah, has to hit the target. Like yeah, and yeah, then there's the even the one where Timothy Fosamensa lets it run across his body and then he tries to cut it back from Martial and doesn't quite find him. Like, right, and Timothy Fosamensa, you used to call him TFM. Bro, yeah. I call him the full, the full name, boy. Hey, Timothy Fosamensa. Hey, that you, man. guy has never been a right back, but yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry just watching him because, like, bro, that guy's basically wasted three years of his life. He's had a bad injury. And, like, since, what, 2016, he's not been playing football. Like, he's just been stuck in that mode and he's not developed. And, like, eventually, he, I think he has nine, nine, nine months left in his contract. He's going to go. Um, he has to. He has to if he wants to have a, a long career. I'm just thinking back to the uh, Patreon piece that we did, Rodney, on the game against Palace at uh, the back end of last yeah. season. Uh, yeah. and, and I actually clipped up some bits about Tim Fossilman. So I was like, he he's a... He, he, he's a good lad. He was very much um, shy that day. Uh, he, he did defend Townsend really well. He played left-back that day. And I just showed that when he actually did get forward, it led to a lot of our best uh, yeah. situations. But we haven't really seen much from him since. Um, what did you think of the cameo of... Uh, oh, no, sorry. You sound like you were going to say something else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what, me? Well, Rodney first, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I think like with, on our tactical analysis of... It was the same opponents, right? Crystal Palace. I think it wasn't much. He was pretty much. It was pretty much the same performance. He put in quite dangerous crosses. A lot of the time, though, this is how you know that there's no patterns of play whatsoever. I think there was maybe two or three times that he was getting to the byline and pulling the ball back, and there was no one there. We had two or three players at the back post, one probably on the edge of the box, and he was pulling the ball back towards the penalty area, which is not a bad position to pull the ball back. It's a dangerous position, but if you're not coaching where a player should be when that ball is pushed back, then it just look, it looks like he's just wasting wasting the balls. But those are good balls, getting to the byline and cutting the ball back. And you just just from there, you can tell that there's no coaching, there's no spacing when we don't have the ball, when we do have the ball. So I feel a little bit sorry for him with that performance because most of our dangerous attacks did come from him. There wasn't much else. Not that there was a lot of dangerous attacks or a lot of moments, but a lot of it came from him. And I feel like where there was a lack of coaching, we sort, sort of made him look worse than what he probably was on the day, to be honest with you. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. Well, we've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, and more. But what kind of toys do you have? It's actually Toyota-thon, not Toyota-thon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay, what can I get for five bucks? Current offers end November 30th. Toyota-thon ends January 4th. Participating dealers only. Toyota. Let's go places. Yeah, um, we've been talking about this all summer. We we have long conversations about it in the Mova group chat. Uh, what do we need to see come in? Like, I don't think what we have is is sustainable. I don't think um, I'd be co- I'd be confident about probably just about grabbing uh, fourth in the top four battle. But looking at that team, let's obviously assume that Wan Bissaka comes back in because he'd only had four days of training. 
Uh, Matic comes back in because he also had only had four days of training. Um, what do we really need for this team to push on? I mean, to be honest with you, Oli's been very clear that he needs improvements, uh, improvements to the starting eleven, and then improvements in terms of depth. Are we in a situation where it looks like we need to sell to buy because we haven't even so- we haven't even sold anyone? Like we haven't done anything. We haven't sold yeah. anyone, and Van der Sar gave us Van der Beek. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the transfer window, I think it's it's running until, what, the 10th, 12th of October Two or so? Two weeks now. Two yeah, weeks. so, so uh, the 5th of October, my word. Yeah. Um, so, what are we looking to see happen between now and then? This is like you mentioned that before the pod started, Fabrizio Romano's been, <laughs> he's been saying the same thing for the last week. Every week, a new player. United have agreed, pers- oh, United are in serious talks. Personal test is not an issue. All about the feed out. Two days later, the Donny we're talking about has gone to our next match club. It's happened yeah. sometimes. Oh, it's, just, it's, just, it's utterly hilarious. But um, um, go on. I don't get this window at all, man. It's not. It's not making. It's not making any. Even by our standards, this is. Uh, this is mind boggling. I don't I, understand. I think, I think this is our worst window because the yeah. 2013 was a horrendous year. But the fact that we managed to, to by hook and crook, finesse ourselves into the champ, we only got the Champions League because of COVID. It wasn't for COVID if we lost the Champions League. We finessed us even to a cheeky third place, and things are falling yeah. out where Pogba, Pogba's actually saying he's going to stay. Yeah. And COVID, like we've got more money than most of you, so we can actually go out and grab a few men. Like us and Chelsea were in privileged positions. Chelsea went out and got them signed like a, new, a whole army, and they haven't sold any money, sold anybody, and they've actually got. The people they want to sell are actually better than our bums. They've actually got valuable assets to sell. And they're yeah. struggling. The only person we sold is Sanchez because we literally gave him away for free. Like, we waited to transfer fee. Just listen, just take him. Like, just, just please take him. <laughs> ain't sold nobody. The only person we bought is because one of our old boys, it just, you know yeah. what I mean, ran out, put a staff discount on the thing for us. Yeah, it's terrible, it, man. Like, we actually can't execute a transfer. And you can see by Ollie's comments that Ollie must be fuming. Because his, for him to say that outright, he's fuming. And and he should be fuming. Even if Vander Van Beck's been there for two weeks, like, rah. Hey, we need to be back. You know? The new um, signings say we need signings. Man's not even worried about starting, you know. Uh, yeah, it's good, but we need signings, dude. Shaw pissed me off when Luke Shaw was like, yo, we need Bro, like, Shaw is saying, Pru is saying, uh, we need signs because he doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Fuck this, bro. I, I, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he wants to be on the bench. He doesn't want the pressure, man. Yeah. Bam, he, just wants to chop, he just wants to Bam. chop his food and chop his money, bro. He don't want to have to be working <laughs> week in, week out. For me, that's the last player I'd expect to come out because his position is the one that is probably... Along most with, um, yeah, most under threat, along with probably centre-back. So... um. To, for him to come out and say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know that there's, yeah. It's, Bro, it's, they, it they still are begging for help because he, because even last season, during lockdown, towards the end, Oli was flogging them. He was he kept playing the same team. Yeah. He just kept fam. They they know they need help. That's why even yeah. I think it's been Van der Beek, Marshall, and Shaw. And I think even Pogba said it as well. They're begging for 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 signings. They they we need to get signings. In. Like, we need, like, it's mad because before I was like, we could continue without a centre-back, but I want a centre-back just so Lindelof cannot get into the squad. I just don't want yeah. to. Remember, remember the group chat a bit, I told you how key centre-back was. You lot weren't trying to hear me. Bro. 
Nah, no, but no, 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 but no, I didn't. I, I didn't felt end. like you lot aren't watching what I've been watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah nah. you are scary. Wait, wait, I didn't. I've never seen that Lindelof performance. I think that's the worst he's been because that was. No, it's not. I've, yeah, I nah, think nah. it is. Nah. That's one of the worst performances I've seen. No, from I'll tell you why it's not because he's done that bad times against people who, at least with West Ham, they have like four fast, tricky black players. Like, I'm, bro, do you not remember what Sheffield United were doing to these man? Now, yeah. the, but, but luckily, luckily, Lindelof was in, was he injured that day? No, no, he was playing on the other side, but him, Maguire, and Jones that day, boy. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that you is so lucky that Lindelof had a, had a stinker because it that, allowed him to kind of go under the radar. Bro, he was horrendous. Yeah. That yeah. cut that I saw, bro. He, That's what I mean. He's a scary guy, man. In terms of like errors leading to goals, this is one. I think that's got to be Lindelof's one of his worst games. Mm. Yeah, got to be. It's got to be because bro. I think every mistake he made, they punished, and I, I I think they I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think maybe they were targeting him a, a little bit, especially Zaha, which you would expect from good players. And then Zaha said, I think he moved over to the right a bit or something like that. He, I don't even think Zaha was that good, and he didn't he didn't even need to be. It mm. was just it was just oh my. When you know you've got that like, players as Zaha's a good player who don't even need to be at their best to just punish us how he did, and then to be able to tweet the nonsense he tweeted, it's just oh man. Honestly, yeah. I, think, I think also the, the reason, obviously, new signings make Oli's job easier and the margin for error slightly bigger because we yeah. have, if you have sick players in every position, their sickness can carry us through to a certain degree. It will not take us a title challenge, no matter how sick our squad is, because you need more than 11. You can have 11 core players, you need more than that, because certain games, yeah, teams are going to scheme things out. You might not have mm-hmm. it. You're going to have, you're gonna have to be able to have your coach able to make things happen for you. And I don't really think we can mention many games where Oli's made things happen for us. But the fact that we literally play the same formation every single week, the same, the same style, or we have no tweaks. I literally say the same thing every time I'm on Muga. It's 43-1. Our two pivot players have to cover so much ground. Now, yesterday, it was McTominay and Pogba. They get dragged left. They get dragged right because our wide players don't track back, which is fine if you're playing a 4-3-3. But we're not. We're playing a 4-2-3-1 where Bruno... Is just pressing people recklessly, and I'm not sure if I want to blame Bruno. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to blame Bruno because it's like every man's doing whatever. So I can't blame Bruno. Maybe Bruno. I think we should be a high pressing team. We're, we're meant to be. I think we're the only quote unquote top team that don't press the ball. But we so can't because of our back line. <laughs> but we can't say it. But in saying that, a lot of our goals have come from mistakes in us maybe doing a semi press. Like last season, a lot of our goals come from us winning the ball high up. I believe. But we, but we don't do it enough. Like. If yeah, you like Liverpool and Chelsea and um, yeah, Arsenal there's definitely no structure to it. And City, they are pressing the ball. When when they lose the ball, they go crazy for like six, six, six seconds. Okay, yeah. cool, get up to our shape. We just let we just sit back and like yeah, play through us, and we're easy to play through because we leave waste, yeah. we leave so many gaps, and in the gaps we leave, we also leave our centre backs to get one one v one, and they're not yeah. good. Like if it was if it was flipping Rio Ferdinand and a healthy Eric Bailly. It won't be as bad, but it's fucking little off Maguire. They get eaten. Mm. Just get they eaten. Need all the prote- they need all the protection that, that they can get. Before we go on, we get absolutely nothing from our fullbacks. Nothing. N- nothing. Like, the fact that we're talking about t- Fossil Mets across, that shows it because we don't get good crosses. That's a scary thing. That, that was yeah. a decent of- offensive f- fullback performance 
for a United f- fullback. Because yeah, he definitely. did a few crosses and he pulled the cut back. I'm like, rah, you know what, yeah? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually decent. We've seen it with Pep spending nigh on 300 million on fullbacks. We've seen how basically the key to Liverpool success has been uh, Trent and uh, Robertson. Uh, we've got Sean, we've got Wambasak, and we've got Fossi Mensah. Um, we're linked with Tellers, uh, but I just want to first go around and just ask you guys uh, how many players you think we're going to sign between now and the 5th of October. So I'll start with uh, you, Dissy. Uh, how many players do you think we're going to get in, mate? One. One. Um, do you know who you think that is? No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 man, man was shaking his head like someone was telling them off like if he looks... Oh, God. Elijah, do you think we're going to sign anybody before now on the 5th of October? I think I think we'll get two in. Two in, yeah. Okay. We'll do you, who do you, do you think they are? I think it'll be Tellers, and I think it'll be an emergency right winger. Okay. Does anyone come to mind when you say that emergency right winger? I hate to say it, but I think in Douglas Costa. Oh God! <laughs> Shit. Um, Rodney. I actually, I actually liked Douglas Costa. That guy can't stay fit, man. He, he, he I, can't I stay fit. Time. He can't. He can't stay fit. Well, I, I, I'll just rather us just get, just just play Greenwood then. What's the point? Like, he genuinely cannot stay fit. Like he's, uh, he has one of the worst injury records I've ever seen in my life. No, um, Rodney. Do you think we're getting anybody in? Who do you think it is? Yeah. Man said Douglas Costa. Oh man. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't. I'd, I'm going to go one, and I'll probably say just because it looks like it's an easy enough deal to complete that left back, unless PSG take it seriously. I think yeah, we'll have a we'll have a left back. But other than that, it's, I, don't, I think Sancho is pretty much. I know. I think even the head of football at or whatever he is at Dortmund today said it. So. Yeah, I'll go with um, a left back and maybe a second one if a right winger somehow falls into our lap and it's one of our mates somewhere around the world. But um, yeah, I'm going to go for definite one and it's probably going to be the left back. Man, that's that's a sad state of affairs. Um, A few weeks ago, we did a kind of season preview, went through all the Prem games. you got predicted a win against Crystal Palace, so we're already, <laughs> we're already <laughs> three points down on where, where we've uh, predicted. So we're getting uh, further and further away from that 70 points plus prediction you guys made. Great work, guys. Um, uh, I, don't, I, don't, wait, I don't think I said, I don't think I said uh, Palace. Listen, guys. Listen, listen, guys. Thousands of people listen to your football opinions each week. You used to yeah. sort it out. You can sort it out, seriously. Um, So, today, Uncle Evra, Patrice Evra, uh, posted a video on Instagram, about 20 minutes long or so. Um, He said a lot. I just wanted to firstly ask which ones of you guys have actually listened to that, watched it, heard it. Uh Elijah, I can always trust you to keep your ear to the street. Uh, Uh For once, I kind of kept my ear to the street. Usually, you're you're my source. Uh, This is just just trying to stay alive. So I'm not expecting to, to watch it. Watch it. Um, so, Elijah, let's 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 um, 
inform these guys of what you're discussing, I guess, um, talk about talk about some of the some of the points he made. So obviously he was coming from a perspective. First of all, funnily enough, I thought he was going to be talking about the whole kind of um, faux pas on Saturday with um, oh, Zaha. He doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> I was coming to say, oh my bad, you know, because you, you were talking about you know, yes, my feelings, and if I feel bad, I must talk, I must say. And I'm thinking, oh, Patrice, they really got you on the ropes, my guy. That sky bag, you don't want to lose it. But he just went down a completely different angle. You know why I did that, isn't it? Classic deflection. Classic <laughs> deflection. No one's talking about that fumble that he did on Sky. Not everyone's talking about ex, an ex-employee player attacking United. It's classic deflection. His management yeah. team are on point. That is good. And that speaks from a man who's probably deflected a few things in his time too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can smell it. I can read it. I can read right through him. So basically, he was just talking about how sad he is at the current state of affairs at Manchester United. It seemed there was a time he was actually going to start naming names, but then he. he I was hey. so pissed off. <laughs> because, because, he, because he said, oh, all right, time to get onto the names. And he said, and then he went onto the Glazers, then he never went back to it. I was yeah, like, damn, yeah. I, I wanted those names. I really wanted those names because that's the problem, you know. There's no accountability. Now there's. Now, Matt Judge is more in the open since, like, the Sanchez deal. And because of that, he's getting more flack. But there's, I know there's some other people at that club that are doing bullshit, that do not get any, anything thrown at them, and it's just thrown at... Mike fucking feeling. My money's on Mike fucking feeling. <laughs> let's get him in. Let's get him in front of the cameras, man. Explain, <laughs> that's, what, that's, the you, explain what the fuck you've been doing there, because you've been working with Frankie yeah. and them, man. Fucking joker. Mike Wheeler, I want him dragged. Hung on man the water, man. Old boy Mike, you know. Ooh, there you go. I'm doing that. I don't, I don't know what Mike Berkey is. will stand for this. Mike's getting paid how many bags a week just to, just to recite off yeah. Fergie there. It's so fucking bad. Nah, man run around like he's Fergie. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I understand There was a point when uh, we were on that wedding thing with Oli Where people said If we don't get Mike Feeler back We can't get Solskjaer so back as well And I'm like, raw This guy's done nothing I've not heard a word from him since, you know yeah, that, he right, us. There, was, there was a time he I genuinely us. thought he did not work for us I was like, oh, raw, what's happened to Mike Feeler? That's where he was part mm. of this like, literally for a month, he did not say shit. He, he started his Twitter account started popping off, and then I see him in the stands again. I was like, All right, come, yeah. come, come. I getting paid thousand pounds to say, Right, lads, let's get warmed up. <laughs> yeah, right, lads, like come on. Right, lads, yeah. I thought, what, is, what, does he, what does he do? What is he? What's his position? I think he's assistant manager, and then Carrick and McKenna are the coaches. Wait, Bro, he's, a, he's have, assistant manager? We have four yeah. assistant yeah. managers. We have four assistant managers. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was that. I, I thought it was that. Oli, Oli, McKenna and Carrick. McKenna was the assistant guy. No, 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 no. Because, yeah, yeah, he's not He's not an assistant. Um, He's like a coach. He's he's, a, he's okay. like a coach. So what, so what, so under, like, because Oli's not a coach, so what... Is feelings job then to what? What's his? What's his? What does he do? Right, he just just talks about Fergie blood. No, but like assistant manager, like what in what is their what do they normally do? Like a good one. You know, so like basically they'll be like the bridge between the manager and the players. Be like someone that the players can come talk to stuff okay. like that and stuff. But really and truly, that is what what 
Oli doesn't even need that because he's not there coaching or he's just there for vibes. So yes, I'm I'm confused as to what the point of having an assistant manager is if Oli of Oli isn't that type of manager anyway. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't make sense. You don't need a bridge or you don't need anything like that because they don't respect they don't respect Oli anyway. So they're just running around like terrorists really because look at all the madness <laughs> that ever, people are just doing mad things at the club. That's like, yeah, this just running yeah, around doing mad things, bro. Look at that. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, that assistant manager just has to essentially complement whatever type of manager you've got. So if it's a manager who's really good with the people side and not necessarily stronger, strong tactically, the assistant mm. manager complements him. If yep. it's a manager who's a good tactical manager but maybe necessarily isn't good with the people side, the assistant manager comes and complements that side. So it's always relative to whatever your manager is. So you know what? We've got, got two vibes, man. <laughs> yeah. So... so. We can't, we can't luck, even get luck on MCD. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god! Oh, mate. oh, like so. Obviously, he didn't. He didn't go on to. Everything gone to mention names, but he mentioned the fact that you know, the history. <laughs> You didn't go on sorry, to sorry. No, it's fine, it's fine. I'm holding it in myself. Uh, he didn't, he didn't mention names, but he he did mention the fact that the history and the uh, the culture of the club is basically falling falling apart. He, he mentioned that Roy Keane came in to speak to some youngsters. The youngsters didn't even know who Roy Keane is. Um, <laughs> Whose man is this? <laughs> Whose man is this man? <laughs> Nah, they didn't know who, didn't know who Roy Keane was. No, but like, since how can you not know who Roy Keane is? That's, that's scary, man. No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So they've, Roy they've, Keane. They've, they've completely lost that that disconnect with the club, its history, its players. The reason why we're Manchester United. He said, "Man, of disrespecting Fergie." Now, I'm ready to ride out. I'm ready to put on that. You see that? What, what my man in your background got on, Rodney? That's what I'm ready to put on. I, I ain't you know what, for that. <laughs> the reason why ever said that they, they don't they don't like Fergie is because of Moyes because basically Fergie pushed Moyes onto them so so it made so it made it look like they made the mistake so they so they so they're, so they're, so they're probably pissed off that you gave us Moyes and we basically fucked everything up so now so so that was like the start from the beginning and, and they they be like nah. That was like one that. strike. That was one that Moyes already just set you off on the wrong yeah. foot. So, so now yeah. you have to start everything all over again. And uh, everyone was like, well, did Moyes necessarily listen to everything Fergie said? And obviously, yeah. I think one of these athletic um, journalists did mention in the past week that Fergie basically had Thiago on a plate for mm-hmm. Moyes. And it was essentially like that was his gift to Moyes. And Moyes was like, I don't know, I don't fancy him, you know. He's just come through La Masia, probably the most highly rated. Uh, you prospect, but you know what? I don't think he can do a job for us, and I'm gonna bring in Marouane Fellaini. So I'm hearing, yeah, it, I'm hearing it was gigs. 
that that yeah. said, yeah, yeah, Bonda. There's been there's I think it was uh who's the guy? Howard Nurse that said it was gigs. The Daniel Taylor said it was Moise. But that Tiago thing was crazy because I think who else did that happen with? I can't remember. Oh, sorry, it happened the other year with, with Cruz where Moyes lined up Cruz and then LBG came and said, no, nah, he can't play the deeper role. So it's like, yeah. yeah. It was, it's definitely that. gigs. I don't trust that guy at all. He gave us <laughs> Daniel James. He blocked our lessons with Thiago. And obviously his history with whatever. We, yeah. won't, we won't say that on the phone. So, um, yeah, we won't speak on that. So, yeah, if you can't trust, I'm going to say it's definitely gigs just based off his CV. Mm. Um, what else did he mention that I probably didn't pick up on um, there that, that stood out to you, Elijah? He um he said that um a sporting director at a top club had to call him to tell Matt Judge to pick up the phone because the sporting director wasn't able to get through to Matt Judge. Right on, Bennett, Uncle Ever. I love this <laughs> game, you know. Hey, yeah. tell Matt Judge to hey, tell Matt Judge yeah. I'm telling him. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, was he, he belling him to sort out a deal or belling him for a position? No, they're talking for you, they're talking business. To sort out a deal, was, the sport director was calling Judge to sort out a deal and he was to pick up the phone. He had to call Everett to tell Judge to pick up, man. And then... Judge is moving like their wild uncles. You know what I was going to Tell Uncle so-and-so to come home, Rice is ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did he say? He said... Um, he said about he said he said he said about Woodward like he he said I think he said he he's not that bad that obviously they've had their history and ever said if he has a problem with Woodward he will just pick up the phone or text and he will just talk talk to himself but he, he, he did say that one problem he has with Woodward is the fact that he trusts people in in the club that he shouldn't trust and he trusts people outside the club that he shouldn't trust so I think that's more talking about the lawyers doing the doors the businessmen. And the agents out outside because he's been he's been in bed with Jorge Mendes, so the Di Maria deal, Falcao. Then it was Raiola afterwards, Mkhitaryan, Ibra, Pogba. So I feel like there's no one in the club that that that, that has the club's best interest at heart in terms of getting like knowing football and just getting the right things. So like. With the lawyers, when they go, they they send the lawyers and businessmen to meet the players, and all, all they know is about them is is about the money side. So they can't talk about how they're going to progress in terms of first team football, um, like how 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 they're going to play and stuff like that. So it's basically, I think ever said that Solskjaer has has been trying to improve that. So we've heard uh, Van der Beek say that Solskjaer called him. I think Solskjaer flew to meet Haaland as well. They met Bellingham. And like even the whole the Bellingham story, is, is like think about it now, it's crazy that they had to bring back Fergie, they had to bring back Cantona to meet this 16 year I'll be honest with you, that's fucking hilarious because <laughs> Bellingham was born in 2004, yeah? So <laughs> Eric Cantona probably finished at the top level almost 10 years earlier than that. Yeah. And uh, what, by the time Fergie left, Bellingham was eight years old. Who the, like, now, that's a, that's a man that I'm definitely thinking, who the hell is Fergie? Why are you bringing this old man to come talk to me about back in my day? Ah, you're a good lad, but you remind me of Paul Lintz. And you know what but, happened to Paul Lintz. So make, <laughs> make sure you why, tell why, the like. Why Eric Cantona? I don't, well, because, no, I don't, bro, we don't have anybody else, bro. That's no, but, 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 but the thing is, there's, there's someone like Butt 
at the club who's a perfect man because Nicky, he's... Nicky fucking bro, come on, man. Blue let's, boy, get Anto- let's, get, let's get Antonio Valencia out. Fuck you, man. Show him how to squeeze a man's neck, man. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That man speak a lick of English. No, no, no. but if you think about it, but at the club, his position at the club is a talk about... His, his role is to, like, organise how the youth, like, go into the first team, like, that... That, that whole pathway. So for someone like, like Benham, who's 16, 17, perfect person to speak, and he's at the club right now, that is his role, and you're bringing back Ferguson and Cantona, it, it just stinks of incompetence. Like, that whole thing was just so, it was just so poor, and then even with Harlan Dissolved, apparently he was saying that well, when they spoke to him, like, Dortmund had a whole presentation on how they were going to use him in terms of playing time, philosophy, and how they're going to improve him. And then with United, it was just Solskjaer coming down and just speak to him saying, bro, we need you. And, that, and, and that's yeah. it. They're obviously yeah. cool because obviously he, they're both Norwegian. Yeah. Probably, that you can literally just get him off that. You can literally, like, when you start talking about this and you really deep it, you just deep how fucked we are and how yeah. rotten Honestly, this actually is from the top down. We're um, fucked. Like, it's fucking peak, guys. It's I'm very like, confused right is, now. And what is, yeah, when Moy said that, I was like, oh, get your bum ass out of here, you're trash. Mm-hmm. When OBG said it, I was like, yeah, train and coach, you have some ideas, but your football's dead. Then Jersey, I suggest you make excuses, but all for every all the man can't be wrong. Don't get me wrong. They 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 had their own incompetencies, but it's your job is ten times more difficult. The people above you are absolutely whack. Like, how yeah. are you how are man rolling out Fergie to come talk to to to, to a sixteen-year-old black youth from Birmingham? What's going on? <laughs> Bro, yeah, better, it's confusing. Better, honestly, if they want to get players, they're better off bringing out Pogba and Rashford. Honestly, yeah, vibes. Honestly. That like, is exactly what um. That's exactly what Liverpool used to do. Every single signing, Gerard. They would just, yeah. just call them. They would say, "Call them up, fam. Talk, talk uh, to him." Hello, oh god, what another one? Yeah, All right, cool. Give me no, five was, minutes. I'm coming there now, man. One set, one set, one set. I'm just. <laughs> At least the players will be starstruck to talk to Pogs or. Or Rashford, especially if it's a young English player, to talk to Rashi, or do you know what I mean? Or if it's a Spanish player, I don't know, maybe get DDG, or actually, maybe not, man. I'm like, hey, get off, the wall, get, off get off my blow, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Matt are making some of his finest paella. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but, yeah, so something. Or write him a letter. But, 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 but when you take it in, like, you can just see the, this is why I don't like to blame the players too tough because it's just incompetency everywhere. So, we, the fact that we don't play, we don't have any pattern of play, it's incompetency in the coaching staff. So it's harder for the players to, to provide environment on the pitch. And to even get those players on the pitch in the first place, the recruitment is compromised because these men are jokers. Like, we don't, yeah. we, bro, Liverpool, we thought Liverpool had no P, then pat, 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 Thiago Jota, just like that. Bro. And apparently, they might get Ishmael Sar. They've got less P than us. Do you get? Like, bro, trust, they, they are paying. Player. That, that, that men. Go on, go on, Elijah. They, they are paying 10, 10 million in the first year for both of them, for Tiago and um, Jota. The way they, the way they've swim swindled that, that fam, that because the way there's a listen when you're respected at your job, there's a way people deal with you in it, and there's a way that people will behave as a result of that. When Manchester United are coming to the table, 
people do not take us seriously. So they're going to take the piss and they're going to mug you up. And whatever you say about Liverpool's setup, we read all the stuff about how great Michael Edwards is and mm-hmm. their committee this and their committee that. So when Liverpool comes to the table, people are like, we're dealing with serious people. Like, Liverpool were always going to get Thiago in it. And they were kind of like, we don't want to play this, we don't want to play that. And we're talking about literally four or five million. And then uh, Klopp probably watched the game against these and said, no, 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 we're not doing this again. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they, and they got it done. And the thing is, from what my understanding is that whoever paid up for Thiago first, that could have been us, that could have been Chelsea, that could have been Liverpool, whoever paid up, agreed the wages with him, would have got him. Basically, mm-hmm. he just wanted to go on to the next step in his football journey and wanted it looked like he just wanted to come to England. England was where the money is. It's the biggest league in it's the biggest league in the world. And we've just watched him like bruv in Fergie's day. Do you think he's gonna sit there and it, I don't need Thiago, but you know what? I'm not gonna watch you lot with your midfield that lacks any creativity or any gal sign one of the techiest mid I'm just gonna sign him. F it. I don't even need him. We've watched the strongest team in the league sign one of the best midfielders in the world. Well we fucking need a midfielder ourselves. Well, and we've done shit. We we do you know we do you know Liverpool purchased um Thiago for almost a third of what we paid for Fred. And that that is just absolutely mind-boggling. And Fred will never be better than any version of Thiago, even the version of Thiago at 15. will never be better than that guy. And I think <laughs> and do you know what what <laughs> no cap, no fucking cap. And do you know what's mad about United is yeah, our expectation needs to be tailored because United as a club was actually Fergie and Inshallah. Bro. It's, it's literally Fergie and Sherlock. Like, Fergie was winning titles with man that had no business winning titles. And even just the transfer dealings, Fergie will just pattern it differently. Like, even the Berbatov thing. Berbatov got jumped on a train to go Buck City. Fergie said, nah. Man was waiting there. <laughs> Fergie Again, was waiting I don't even want you. I don't even really want you, but you know what? I can't let City have you. I'll take you. With a couple bounces and say, yo, big man, come, 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 come in the back of the car. Come in the back of the car. We're going to sign you, yeah? The way Ferguson moved with just aggression in the market, like even the Van Persie thing, we yacked Van Persie from Arsenal. Do, do you get like, and that's all Fergie because Gil was a bum as well. So we were just so reliant on Ferguson that we never were able, like, even in the club's 26 year period of just utter dominant success, they never really created an actual identity and processes. The process was started with and ended with Sir Alex Ferguson. That was the process. You get, Rex. and now you have man just running around like headless chickens, just trying to make, bro. It's just, it's just crazy. And the, and they've put Oli in a bad position. I know you know me, all of us. We don't rate Oli, but I fall for Oli. You, you're not even man. Actually, did all right, and you're not even coming to give man tools. And then in the, in turn, like I actually fall sorry for our players because I generally believe if our players play for other teams, they'll be so much more successful. Because simply because like even our strikers, our attackers. Just playing for City or Chelsea, you just, you just get more chances just because there's a pattern of play. Like, man, they're just eating off pure brilliance alone. Even our midfielders, our defenders, like, we can't play out from the back. We don't know what, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, we don't play out from the back. Lindos gets the balls like, right, like, nobody's really. Like, if I give it Pogs, but Pogs is marked, you might get, you might get binned. Get Wan Bissaka, he's going to scoop it down the line. <laughs> okay, give, let me give it back to DDG. The DDG might turn us in. Like, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. And you have two weeks to, to finesse some players to finish there's no, there's no end in sight for this, though, because, like mm-hmm. I said, it, it's, it starts yeah. on top. It's, it's, there's generally no... It's not like we That's the say, scariest bit, man, because you can't even say, like, OK, this is what we need to do, bam, 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 this is what can be done. It's just... There's so much that we don't know, and it's, like, like everyone's saying, so much going on behind the scenes that it's, like... 
where do you start? Even, you know with, a di- even with a director of football, are we still go- are, does the director of football go and meet the players or are they going to still send the lawyers who are talking numbers and there's no... You know, how, that is baffling to me. How can you send lawyers to close a deal with players that are sought after from other top teams? That, that is man, baffling to me. I'm talking to Harvey Spector and Mike Ross. <laughs> yeah. That is, that, to be that fair, is, Harvey, Harvey's closing the deal. If we yeah, had Harvey yeah, Spector, yeah, Harvey's yeah, Spector, yeah, Harvey closing the deal still. Harvey's closing the deal, however. But I don't see what a lawyer can say to the, a young player like Holland, like Berlin, these players who are realising now that the first few years of the development are so key, they want to see what they're going to be able to do. They want to know their role. They're going to want to know everything because they're clued up now. It's not like, oh, Manchester United, let's go there or any other top team. Big, big young talents are making the right moves. Do you know how much of a, Rodney, how much of a difference if we executed those two moves that are made? Literally, yeah. both those moves are £40 million. Pounds. Yeah, I've had Harlan because Bellingham. Watch a Bellingham for Bellingham could play right now. Yeah, he is. He could play DM for us. Calm. He could play. Right now, yeah. Bellingham and Harlan, our teams looking different, and that's forty million, and they're both teenagers. So yeah, I can't yeah. even blame Solskjaer and them because they're not identifying correct guys. Do you get? Yeah, he, he looks yeah. all right. Thiago, like the players we've been linked with, I don't think they've been pretty decent. To be fair, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it's just, just confusing. Just, why? What? 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 I don't understand. Why would you? It's, that's like planning a first date and then sending your bro to close it. Like I'm, just put it on a, like, I'm confused. Like, how does that work? Honestly, like, it, it it feels like the people who are in power can't believe they're in power, and it's almost like, how did? We, oh shit! What? We're in charge of Manchester United. Fucking hell! What are we? What are we gonna do, man? And also within that. They don't want to give the power up either because right. for, for me, it's when you like to be a leader, to be a manager for me is understanding when you don't. Part of that is understanding when you're beyond and you need to delegate. Like Woodward, the things that he does well, we cannot knock. He's a great guy who's good at bringing business in. Uh, he's a great financials and numbers guy. Focus on that. You are not a football man. You're not a football man, but he knows that all that stuff he does with bringing deals in. That's great for us for boasting and stuff. Mm. But the man who comes in and starts signing Tiagos and signing Sancho's and bringing in Bellingham, those are the, that's the guy that the fans, that's the name they're going to be singing. Oh, whoever the kid, Campos or uh, Van der Sar or whoever that person, that's the person who get the adulation of the fans. So he doesn't want to potentially give that up. He'd rather yeah. half-arse it as he's doing it now, half-arse it as he's doing it now, and the club doesn't thrive, but then he doesn't lose his face. He doesn't lose his face. And these guys are essentially sacrificing everything that Fergie's built over the last 25, 30 years. For, for what, really? Because as long as he keeps bringing in bigger deals, they're going to be happy. But eventually, aren't people going to be like, I don't want to be associated with that brand. Like, they mm, stink. Well, yeah. like, their product stinks on the pitch. Everything's, why, why are we paying 10 million for us to be on their, on their training kit? Like, the deals we're still able to, to get are off the back of what Fergie was doing in the 90s and 2000s. But you're looking at it now and like, why? Like, you're looking at the kit deals other teams are getting. And obviously, logically speaking, if you're getting a kit deal in two years, it's going to be more than the deal that somebody got now. But yeah. we went to Nike and were like, this is how much we want. And they were like, nah, B. That's why, we <laughs> to, that's why we have to go to Adidas. And Adidas put in contingencies like, boy, yeah, we'll pay you this, but you got to make Champions League. And if you don't make Champions League, we're not going to pay you that. Imagine the Manchester United of Fergie, yeah, with the success that Fergie was bringing in, Nike telling them to F off. 
all Adidas putting in contingencies into like these people can already smell the blood in the water. And this yeah. was so this summer was so key for us because somehow we inshallah Champions League. Thank you, COVID. I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't involved in that as well. But somehow <laughs> we inshallah Champions League. And it was okay, listen, you've got a, a, a core set of four or five really good attacking players, all young, <laughs> youngish players. Now add quality to that. And we just spent the last month, month and a half just faffing about. And it's crazy because we just do bare chat in the media. Like, just bare, Man United this, Man United that, we're linked to this person. Like, we've been, we've been experiencing this for the last two, three, four years now. Bruv, we barely even react to fucking transfer news anymore. Apart from that fucking Reams guy and that Timmy guy. And the next time, <laughs> and next time those two guys come on the pod, they're getting eviscerated. Because they gassed us. <laughs> they gassed us up. And what did I say in the chat that day? I'm not saying nothing in no other chats because this has to... Now, Timmy, trust me, man. with Mamba Clark. Timmy killed me because he went from... Oh, yeah, I kind of heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Rune's backed it, this is what I'm telling you, blood. My guy said he's coming, man. <laughs> so, and then when he saw it wasn't happening, boy, Reeves is peak for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's shameless. That man said, nobody told you to listen to me, man. <laughs> I heard that. Like, he told you. But anyway, listen, I heard Edward was doing a runner, taking his noodle deals, and he's doing a runner, but his house is up for sale. Yeah, it's like bad because he knows the fans are, are, are going to come back with burners yeah. this time. It's peak, bro. I heard he's trying to buy a club in Spain and that, and he's just going to go out there and just live his life. <laughs> like, just bro. live his life now, man. So it's, 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 bro, it's, it's so big. Yeah. Like, of course, there'll always be value on the market, but look, even... We always go for the obvious signings. Like yeah. we just go for whoever the glamour name is, and that's who we try and buy. We never ever really make them like Van der Beek again was a great signing, but again, like we all believe it's Van der Sar was like having have him. He's a very talented young lad, um, yeah. and he probably hasn't charged us as much as he potentially could have charged us. But we don't make those true signings. So now all the kind of obvious signings are gone. Yeah, just tell us guy might come in. Elijah promised to be Douglas effing Costa, mate. I, I ain't having yeah. that. <laughs> I never promise you that. I, I, I don't want that guy at all. That guy makes me sick. Nah, it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. It's just dark, dark times ahead, man. Dark times ahead. It's as if they haven't been dark already. I believe we, and the thing is, I can't believe we, didn't get, we didn't get a director of football because like, mm. we have guys on their knees for it, like proper pattern guys. Because mm. they are with this resource. In fact, if I'm doing this at Lille or Ajax, Imagine what I could do with big P and a big budget at United. I'll be. Bro, we have the biggest scout network in the world. You know, they would they would love it. They would love it. The amount of scouts we have around, and we don't, bam, we have the most scouts at any any football club, and we we whittle it down to obvious names. We get all all these players. We have all these numbers. All all we have this bespoke stack thing that we were talking about. He, we we said that we had a database of 750 right-backs and we whittled down, down to 10 and eventually we decided to get one Basaka. I could have told you that two months before the 70 Two and a half hours, two and a half hours down the motorway, you know. Oh, you yeah. know he, he's the right, he's the right-back for us, you know. Bro, <laughs> I'm like, um, like, there was, like, if you can see a player that's obvious, go get him. There's no need to do, like, I think they've just been scarred by all the the signings before where they feel like 
they don't want to be mugged off anymore and they want to do their due diligence. So it, that's what happened with Maguire when I think when Jose suggested Maguire after the World Cup, we were like, we need to do our due diligence on him. Are his stats right, his scouts, his mentality, whatever. And that's a, that's why eventually we wouldn't pay up. And then the next summer, we have to pay 30 million, million more because Solskjaer's like, this is the guy. And uh, and then our stats guy's like, yeah, he's the guy. It's like, come on, man. Like, they're, they're, like I think I, I think I saw someone, some, someone, someone say that the best thing Liverpool are good at is that they know when to overpay for a player and they know when to move on. So you see with Van Dax and Addisons, those are special breeds. So so you're like, bro, you have to you have, yeah, you have to pay it. Whatever they want, you pay it because uh, because eventually they will be worth that. If if man are saying for Jamal Lewis to 20 million, they're like, nah, they move on to they they got I can't even remember, remember this guy's name. Like I'm not even sure this guy's real, but they got him for 11 million and they just moved on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what Reeves said earlier, like Liverpool are selling no players who are made up for eight figures. Bro, <laughs> who the hell is Hoover? <laughs> they sold him to Wolves for thirteen million, man. Cool. Um, yeah, listen, guys, it's gonna be a long, long season. Like you've said, between you guys, there's one or two signings. Uh, we're like three or four signings away, so. Yeah, and we still have that incompetent uh, coaching team. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. So let's just finish up with some listeners' questions. Uh, first question is from Vortex Alchemy. Who would you realistically buy as a Matic replacement? Yeah, I think we should look at that guy Thiago at Bayern, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks he looks all right. The deal makes sense. I think, yeah, we, we should look at him. That's just um, complete sense. Perfect. Thiago would have really been a common sense thing, but I'm I'm on Douglas Louise. Um I Douglas Louise would be decent, but I feel like I feel like um if we get him, I think we'll be so so, so exposed and it will look worse player. But um yeah. Doug Dugsley-Reeves, I think the Awara from Roma could be really good. Um, Rocker, I think, from Espanyol, but I think he's going to uh, Atletico Madrid. Um, Thomas Partey is yeah, what about Partey, yeah. and chilling there for 50 million. That's just not happening, right? Yeah, what's, uh, why is, what, what's going on with that? Like, they want to sell him. Nobody but Arsenal are trying to sign him. I don't understand. Because I think they want... 50 million up front. Oh, seriously? Yes, because they, they say if you're not paying his release calls, then he's not going. And then if he's if he's not done by the end of summer, he's going to sign a new contract. So basically, this is the time. If you put the piece, it's calm. But I don't think anyone has the piece to put 45 million pounds right now. Mm, apart from us. Like, perfect profile, perfect age, physically tactically, technically, he's got all the attributes that you want in a defensive midfielder. Uh, if you're going to have Bruno leaving gaps, Pogba's legs sometimes working, yeah, and you need a defensive midfielder who's going to be able to eat up that space, man. So again, makes too much sense. So of course, we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question from Wade Wills. What are your thoughts on what Everett said on his IG to summarise? 
Avram Grant loves the club. Oli should be given time, but there's other decision makers who are doing the wrong things and not necessarily Ed Woodward. I think we've answered that, so we've been kind of yeah. going over um, what we've already said. Um, Jiggy underscore Jez. Uh, will United ever get back to the top with Woodward slash the Glazers in charge? Again, I think we've answered that. We've said no. Uh, see business only. What manager realistically could come in and manage United should they P45 Oli apart from Pochettino? Um, I, like um, how, I like how Dortmund plays at that far. Yeah, for, 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 yeah, he he was going who I was going to say as well because I've I've been playing him since Gladback days when he had Rice and that and Dante mm. and like he's always played good football. He's I think I think he's more expressive now than he he used to be. But I feel like with Dortmund, I feel like with with the attacking talent they have, I feel like that would just bring it out of you. But yeah, he's a really good coach. He, he's always been a really good coach. Um, what, what about that guy at um, is it Atlanta? Is that is that the Gasparini? He's yeah. he, he's a weird he's a weird one because I remember I think it was hasn't like, he been sacked for, by them like four times or something? Like him and the, really? the owner have a love affair. Like he sacks him, gets somebody else in, brings him back, sacks him, gets somebody else in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think he went to Inter and he stunk it up there. And so, I, so I feel like with Atalanta, it might be that's just like a good club for him because where he gets. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I think Gasparini, the I mean, there's not to be fair, there's not that many coaches now that I feel like can come into United because I feel like, yeah, I mean, maybe there's Marco Ro- Rose from Gladbach as well. He. He's he he's really done well because he's got the assistant coach from Twitter, Renny. Yeah, Renny Mar- He once yeah. upon a time did a, he, he once upon a time came on our pod back in yeah, our yeah, yeah. back in our Skype days. Oh uh, yeah, bring them both, bring them both. We're talking patterns yeah. of play. Feel, what about PSG's manager? I feel like maybe this season he's, he's gonna go. That that could be a good one as well because I thought yeah he's he's. Really good at improving players as well, but I just don't. But his his taste in players is weird. It's really Did you weird. see that graphic about the players they signed and the players they sold? Yeah, and his the money they his taste in players is really 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 weird. And like talent ID is important to me because. Well, they got a director uh, football now. Yeah, they've they've got they've got Leonardo there, but he pushed for triple moting. And he pushed for, I think it was Kara. And that Kara you is scary. Oh, but Moting, he did his thing. He, he, he proved himself in that semi-final. So he justified the other, yeah, yeah. The other 20, 23 months and 29 days of crap. <laughs> um, got a question from K 32 Do we see Oli last in the rest of the season considering our recent performances? So I yeah. guess he's saying uh, this one now, and I guess that the, the ones that we used to end last season, which got us into the top four, um, dot K32. So, yeah, I sound a bit like Rodney there. So, yeah, do we see... <laughs> because, do we see only lasting the rest of the season considering our recent performances? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going really? nowhere. Really? Do you think they want him to just stay and take the flak, yeah? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But... That's not gonna work because the fans will never turn on him. Like, yeah, it's not like with Moyes, Albertie, and Jose where it's an outsider. This is a club legend. He won us to the Champions League. Like this, out out of all the clubs, I think the United fans love his. Like, apart from Liverpool, they love history. Like, they 
they won't stand for it. They don't care. They will just yeah. play the court. They still love Jose. Bro, yeah. They, yeah. they they back the manager. Like, since, the fans since, in the stadium, Since Fergie said that, 75% of them have taken it seriously. They don't, they won't hear a yeah. word against the manager. So yeah, it's the fans in the stadium, man. They yeah, yeah. They, 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 they love Oli. Definitely love Oli. I think for I think it's a, it's a weird one because United probably see that uh, Oli's their protection, but it's the other way around. If anything, mm-hmm. people are bypassing them and licking shots at them more now than ever. So. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of shown enough. He's kind of shown enough for them to fit. Obviously, his initial form when he came in. Uh, the form that we had towards the end of last season that people yeah. are like, if you just back him, I can't do a Mike accent. If you just back <laughs> him, um, <laughs> he'll do well. And they haven't backed him to, to this point. So we'll see. And final yeah. question um, from Ahmed Shuble. Uh, a lot of people rationalise Oli's permanent appointment by saying he'd likely be the manager to steady the ship for another high-profile manager like Poch. Is it time for the next manager? Who? Or should he be given the rest of the season? I'm thinking mean, the manager now does nothing. Pointless. Pointless. Point I don't even. I don't even like. I wouldn't I, even want to bring. I, I, I wouldn't I, even want to bring Sancho into the shit show personally. I'll I'll I'll, I'll change the manager today. At least this group will actually get coaching. Yeah, like, that's okay, the thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, that's the thing. Like we'll get a better coaching, but there's only so much you can wring out of a dry towel. So. But but I if, think... Oli, if if Oli's managed to ring that, well, Oli's a bit, probably one of the better man managers around. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I feel yeah, like... I know what you're saying. So you're saying um, if Oli's managed to get, I mean, let's say a manager got everything they could get out of this um, team, this uh, crop of players. What are we saying? Third place, maybe. No, but this points. is what I'm saying. A lot of managers will come in, and certain players that Oli has put a lot of trust in and have paid him back wouldn't mm-hmm. even be, have that that grace. Yeah. A lot of them wouldn't have that time. A lot of them wouldn't have that trust that Oli's given them. So certain players that possibly Rashford, even Marsh, when they're in their bad periods, does another manager come in and trust them? True. Is that, it's it's true. a different... That's, that's the question. But, the thing is so, but don't you think, yeah, sorry, Jesse, don't you think, uh, yeah, that Oli's kind of like established those guys now? So if a manager came in, they now have enough equity because obviously our thing has always been they're only yeah. looking so shit because of Jose. Yeah. They kept, they've gotten a half-decent manager who's backed them, and now they've put up uh, good numbers. And yeah. surely, any like it feels like Rashford is rated a lot more on the continent than he is necessarily rated here. Yeah. And again, yeah. Marshall is kind of like a player who divides opinion, but he's clearly a very talented footballer. So I think he set a good foundation, and maybe yeah. it's I- time to get rid and get somebody who'll get the utmost out of the squad. Because there are players who aren't playing now, for example, Dallow, who we think that they're, they're yeah. let, we don't even know if there's something there. Why is Bailly not starting? How how you use your midfielders? How you use your attackers? Um, oh, I mass- don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you know why I'm saying that? Because we've said that about probably every manager we've moved on to. Bring a different manager in and he'll do this. Bring a different manager in and he'll do this. Bring a different manager in and he'll do this. And I feel like we'll bring a different manager and if he's got less patience than Oli and less faith in um, young players and inconsistency, we might see some of our better players who have been at the club five, six years who are still a little bit inconsistent be sold on. So I don't know if bringing a new manager in now and improving the coaching is going to bring more than what Oli brought out last season. So like first or fourth, in my opinion, but... Yeah, 
Yeah, no, now you 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 make a you make a good point. It could be rocking already a rocking an already unsteady ship because obviously we know the players love Oli and they love playing for him up to a certain extent. If it was early in the summer, uh, obviously we've had a shit window now, but maybe early in the summer they do different with a brand new manager and he can bring what he wants to bring in and then maybe. But right now I don't, I don't know how much of a difference it makes. But yeah, agreed. I think on, on that note we'll, we'll leave it. Uh, that's always a pleasure, lads. Um, we got 38 more, of the, at least 38 more of these to go. So, uh, yeah, gear up is going to be a hell of a ride. Um, <laughs> enjoy whatever's left of your evenings. Peace. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team, like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Podcast Network.